internet shit. I forgot my stethoscope. My name is Matthew Kroll. And well, the system failed. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Halloween Kill. Oh, we're back, baby. Happy Halloween, we're, Matt. Happy Hallows Eve in ish to you as well actually what? and i i have to admit we because we're, we're getting into such sort of uh, uh uh an odd recording schedule right now is this episode out on halloween or the week before you know that's a great question <laughs> uh okay here's how it goes this will be out the week before halloween however okay. comma but no one's watching Halloween movies after Halloween, but people watch Halloween movies before Halloween, myself included, right. all the time. People watch Halloween um, movies all the time, right? Like you could watch. A, sure, but like you know. after it's after every holiday, it's not like you keep doing the holiday thing. Like also, you know what which, I mean? Which part of the circle are we in? Like if we watched it in July, are we still in the cycle of October was the previous year? So now we're watching after Halloween. You know what I'm saying here? I mean, you're stretching credulity, credulity, <laughs> credulity. slightly, but um, that's fine. I didn't know how to speak a second ago, so it all evens out in the wash. Uh, we are back for uh, David Gordon Green's follow-up to 2018's Halloween, which itself was a follow-up to 1978's Halloween, which itself had many follow-ups and reboots that followed it. And uh, if time is a fl- nothing but a flat circle, we are here to re-examine, or no, to, sorry, to examine the sequel for the first time, as though no other Halloween movie has happened before, and Michael Myers, the famed killer of Haddonfield, has never but graced our screens except for once previously. And then the one time before that, and then you know the few other times before that that we had seen. Uh, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad we could uh, we could follow up on this. Even though I believe I, I went back and listened to our episode on Halloween, and I think the first oh, did you? the last thing I said in that episode because I had to remind myself I, I wasn't going to rewatch the movie, yeah. and I had to remind myself what did I think of that that original one. And I was like, the last thing I said on that episode was like, I don't want to see any more of these movies. Oh, okay, <laughs> and, and what so, did I say? Uh, I think you, you, you enjoyed it, but you saw its flaws. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you, saw, you, you enjoyed it in the moment, but you understood it was not a, not a great, uh, a great film. Sure. I mean, I think, I think, uh, for this one, I, I will say right off the top before we really even get into it, I was hyper annoyed at like, the, not, not like it's starting right where the last one ended. That's always kind of neat, mm-hmm. but like there were, it felt like I should have like, <laughs> this is, I guess, a boon too. It felt like it thought its information and plot was so important that I would just remember all of the shit. Yeah. Like, I remember the house burnt down and they drove away. Yeah. That's all I remember. And they should have leaned on that. But instead, like, there's characters coming back that, like, I don't remember. And, yeah. like, <laughs> it, 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 it feels like a. It feel it, it treats the Michael Myers mythos or a set of characters like the fucking Bible, <laughs> and like you just it, I I don't think there's at least for me anyway. Maybe there's other fans write us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail dot com uh, that do treat it like that. I am just not one of them. So the second it's like going in, I'm like, wait, am I supposed to remember like <laughs> who this guy is and like the bar and like oh these are all the kids? I'm like cool. Yeah. All right. There is a sense that there is an ever-growing mythos here. And and the interesting thing is 
that mythology has uh, evolved in in a plethora of ways. Uh, this is no less than the fifth reboot of the entire franchise. Uh, you know, previously to this, we had Rob Zombie doing two of these films as well, uh, which introduced a white unicorn of all things. Um, then there was the season of the, you know, there was the original trilogy as well, uh, which included Season of the Witch, the the sort of complete left field um, uh, mythology where which doesn't even feature Michael Myers, but but suggests that he is part of a longer lineage of uh, of witchcraft. Um, and then there was the the uh, Halloween. H2O and the and the Halloween Resurrection, which I believe was sort of like a found footage film with Buster Rhymes in it doing Kung Fu. Uh, you know, Mike Myers has been around for a while. We, I, I think we sort of we touched on a lot of this topic uh, when we discussed Halloween, uh, the, the the previous 2018 version. I'm curious, Matt, just before we start, who is your favorite, I guess, movie monster? Oh, I think we've talked about this before somewhere, but uh, I'll do it again. Uh, I think, okay, I'm going to base this off of effectiveness and effectiveness based on when, like on, on, uh, when it was released. So wait, so you're talking about utility of the killer here? Not, not no, I'm talking about utility of scaring me. Okay. All right. Like Mike Myers and Jason never really scared me. Like it's a big dude, possibly supernatural that just like is strong and like stabs people. Yeah. And like, because logically in my, even in my little kid dumb brain, uh, like that, or even a Chucky or something like that, like you could just take a machine gun to it and stop it right quick. And it's like, and I know there's supernatural <laughs> elements <anymore>. to it. <laughs> well, like, I, I don't know. but like, again, uh, I don't know, a slow, methodical killing machine. Hmm. There's too many ways to incapacitate and trap, and I don't know. I never really that never really did my 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 scary buttons. Freddy, honestly, okay. Freddy Krueger, because the idea of something hunting you in your dreams, you can't not sleep, and that was always a battle in the movie in and of itself. Yeah. Um and the fact that he was fueled by fear, hmm. like like there's just a lot of like mechanical like oh shit i can't get away from this there right and that is why i think freddy krueger is my like is my movie monster that uh i i, I was I, I think is the the most effective of these sort of slasher monsters right. because he's all the things that jason and and michael myers are but he also is a supernatural entity that can hunt you in your dreams and kill you through your waterbed right. like <laughs> uh so uh, I don't know. And yeah. and Freddy fucked with people. Yeah. Like he made them like dream beautiful things or like do something and then like he twist it because yeah. he needs to get that fear element. Like there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh close second, though it's not really in the same uh wheelhouse as a full-on slasher monster, is Pinhead from the Hellraiser series. What okay. which they are rebooting right now, by the way. I was gonna say they what heights that has fallen from because mm. like the last one that came out was like a 10K budget movie mm. that someone got the rights to like yeah. like that that franchise has just like hit every tree or every branch on the cheap tree as it fell down uh, the entirety of the last few years. So I'm psyched to see that they're trying to do something else with it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sheer? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? I, I think with all of the sort of the famous ones, uh, Jason, Freddy, uh, not Michael Myers. Michael Myers, I think, as we've discussed, has never been taken 
um, to the level of satire or parody or comedy that that some of these others have. Um, although I guess you could say Halloween Resurrection and H two O maybe kind of got into that territory a little bit. Yep. Um, uh, so my thing with all of them, including Freddy, was that I kind of ca- caught on to those movies past the point at which they had become somewhat funny. Yeah. And and there was sort of more of a uh, an in joke about the way that Freddie killed, and you know the movie the movie experience was kind of about it was less about the characters running away from the the monster as much as it was about the being with the experience of the monster, you know, yeah. like so seeing, and, and, and I, I recall my first movie like this was uh Friday, the 13th part eight, I believe, which was wow. uh, Jason takes Manhattan, um, which is one of the silliest Jason's. But I remember that did get me in that way that, you know, these things do scary in that sort of kid brain way, yeah. which is that there was this, this hulking figure. I was really curious about the game, by the way, the Friday, the 13th game, because I think that inc- introduced some of the mechanics of like, Jason can just appear in places at any t- at any point, and that's part of the game mechanic. Yeah, um, it, it, there's a sad story of what work. happened to that. Yeah, I, I, what happened I know, to that game? But I but I like the idea that the game kind of like toyed with the sort of the the inbuilt mechanic to that. Honestly, mm-hmm. right now as a as a grown adult, I will say this is a franchise that has the most. Um, probably the the highest range of terrible movies to it but yeah. one excellent movie and the movie monster is not really would not be considered the movie monster in the same way as as um uh freddy or jason or mike myers and that, but it's honestly it's silence of the lambs and hannibal lecter um hannibal lecter does scare me in a way that more than these uh, these other characters because he's intelligent and manipulative and smart and, and, and you know and, and and those things now as a grown adult kind of scare me a little bit more uh sure. than the silliness of 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 Freddie and Mike Myers and um uh Jason Voorhees uh so that, that's kind of you know like when I thought when I in general all of these none of these really work for me anymore um I I really did like revisiting Candyman though as we talked about in a couple of weeks ago sure um, yeah, yeah. and reappraising that film um but yeah, Hannibal Lecter would be the one for me at this point, um, uh, or or I guess Leatherface. I, yeah, you know what, Leatherface from uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep. is uh, always scared me more than every, than all these other characters. I mean, Leatherface, Leatherface, and I, I again maybe I don't know the Texas Chainsaw mythos, but Leatherface was never like a supernatural being. No, he was no. just a hulking dude with a chainsaw. Yeah, and who wore skin on his face? Like I, I think this is I, this is what it is. You know why I like Freddy? Because they're like, yeah, he's a supernatural being. He's just supernatural, and that's it. He's a yeah. fucking ghost slash dream stalker slash whatever, and yada yada yada. I feel like all of the others, Jason and Mike Myers, they've been sort of like whatever the movie wants them to be, and like Halloween Kills, as we'll discuss, they can just sort of turn it on a dime. Yeah. Um. Not, again, not like. I don't know. I, I want to get into it as we sort of get into spoilers because I the, I think the the real interesting conversation to be had about Halloween Kills is is for me mm. uh, is to hold it against my reaction to Malignant. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And we can get to that, but that's where I'm really excited to sort of like dive into my own biases <laughs> yeah. and like figure out some things. Yeah. Um. But I can tell you, Shahir, what uh, Mr. or or Mrs. Uh, Internet Movie Database uh, <laughs> has, has to say about what Halloween Kills is. Okay. 
the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. Uh, Hold on. Okay. The most accurate description I think I've read on this website in a while. And it's not not just because like, oh, yeah, Mike Myers and Laurie and like whatever. The fact that they literally label it as just the next thrilling chapter. (laughs) I was like, oh, so like people like the 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 advertising for this movie isn't even hiding that you are not going to get a satisfactory ending. I, I mean, there, yeah, okay, so the, the interesting thing was is that the end of Halloween uh, basically sealed Michael Myers, and this is not a spoiler because this is the start of Halloween Kills, sealed Michael Myers in the basement of Laurie Strode's house uh, with metal spheres, like, blocking his exit, and the house was set on fire. I believe Judy Greer's character had shot him in the head a couple of times at that point as well, mm-hmm. and this idea that he is... Uh, uh, above being a mere mortal had not been uh, played with yet as, it, as it will be in this film. Spoilers for Halloween Kills. <laughs> um, but, you know, they the movie was such a success that uh, inevitably, suddenly, this, this one-off, potential one-off became a trilogy. And uh, Halloween Kills is the second of that trilogy. Uh, Halloween Ends is going into pre-production right now, right after David Gordon Green finishes work on a Exorcist prequel that he is also working on. Um, the, int- the couple of interesting business sides of this thing was, uh, one is that this movie costs a budget of around $20 million, as far as I understand, and has made, um, made in excess of $64 million. Good for them. Uh, yes. And it, <laughs> that is quite extraordinary. And I think it came off, uh, a sort of surprising, um, um uh, surprising couple of turn of events at the movies one is that no time to die for all it's holding back was not the box office juggernaut that that people thought it might be um i have a couple of theories about why that might be the case Ooh, um, why? uh the second of which is that you know films like ridley scott's the last duel uh which came out at the same time absolutely bombed at the box office despite receiving rave reviews from critics and um uh, film goes alike. I blame uh, Matt Damon's facial hair. You blame Matt Damon's facial hair. I, I think. I think what we're seeing is that, and 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 to me, this plays into No Time to Die as well. Is that um, the audience that is willing to go back to a movie theater is skewing younger. Older people aren't going back to the movie theater, uh, and I think older people are willing to wait for a movie to come out on home <laughs> home release than they yeah. are to go to a movie theater. Uh, yeah. that, that's, that's what I believe is happening because I think, I think no time to die for the fact that it is a, uh, an action, uh, an action film and I haven't seen it. You have, uh, I don't I think have. skews to, um, uh, a teenage demographic. I, I just don't think that they're, the kids are going to see no time to die or have much of an investment in James Bond as, as a, as a franchise, as much as they would a Marvel movie, uh, or, you know, even on the street, on the edges of it, uh, a mission impossible movie. That uh, makes I sense. Did, I, I just, oh, I would even, sense. I would even posit mission impossible falls in the same category as Bond. Yeah. If, I think, I think mission impossible is probably on the same, uh, age line, uh, that Bond is on as well. Um, and then a, a, a grown up movie like the last duel, uh, you know, even featuring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, just can't pull an audience in you know it's a it's a a period drama told rashomon style uh about uh uh, um about rape um is it's not it's not pulling a young audience in 
Um, and I think that, and I think that's just an interesting thing. Halloween Kills, on the other hand, pulled in a bo- you know like a, a weekend box office around fifty million dollars. Uh, because there's something there's something about horror, and I guess this kind of does go back to to malignant in a little bit of a way, and we'll sort of get into it. Oftentimes, it doesn't matter if the movie is air quotes mm. good. Mm. Uh, you're going for the endorphin rush and the thrill that you sort of get from seeing and experiencing a scary movie. Now, granted, mileage may vary based on what you consider scary. Right. Um, but there's that secondary action where if you're not scared and you're too cool for school and you're not nervous for characters, you can also find some humor in it here and there uh, and sort of release it the other way. There's actually a great promo... Um, for Elvira's Netflix and Chills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she does this whole thing about like how scary movies are good for you, like <laughs> medically. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's not, it's, it's again, uh, I think the theme of this episode will be stretching credulity, but like it's, it's interesting and it's a cool take and it's a very nice way to explain how, uh, how and why we like being scared at the movies. It right. is a way. That you 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 experience something, you get flooded with chemicals, and then your body releases the okay, it's safe now chemical, and you feel really good. Like so, so I I totally get like why you can just keep churning out Michael Myers movies and people still go. I and I and I kind of I kind of really like that it was cheap, but it made triple its money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's in the I, in the Bloomhouse model, it is a Bloomhouse production. Yeah. Uh, so like, however, I, however, this is the interesting thing about Halloween Kills that we'll get into a little bit. It has an audience score of seventy percent and a critic score of thirty nine percent, and I think that's one of the biggest differentials that they that Rotten Tomatoes has seen in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, with this number of uh, with this number of people actually chiming in on this, uh, and that is something we should talk about because I think our role is to discuss whether it's worth your time seeing this movie uh, or not. Now, the other thing is um, for me, this was actually a great opportunity to see this movie. Um, I would not go to the movie theater. I'm not going back to the movie theaters right now. Um, but this movie was streaming on peacock which which, is weird which always sounds fun um but uh, i've already canceled it yeah of course uh it's 4.99 a month uh peacock's main selling point was that they had all episodes of the office streaming that was kind of their big deal yeah um and (laughs) they've got that and Halloween Kills, which is I'm really, sure there's some other stuff too. <laughs> which is a really strange combination of things to do. But we are getting into the situation now, uh, which I think I talked about a little while ago, which is that you are going to have to go to certain services for certain movies. So if you're a Halloween fan, you're suddenly going to have to sign up to Peacock to get the the latest Halloween movie. If you're a Mission Impossible fan, uh, you're going to have to sign up to Paramount Plus to watch the Mission Impossible movies. I think there's a, a tie-in release with the new Mission Impossible oh, really? on, on Paramount Plus as well. Um, so, you, and, you know, like if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you're going to have to, you, you have to sign up to HBO in order to get... And who still <laughs> is after the finale? <laughs> well, look, there's a whole new series coming along. Who knows? Uh, I, you know what's so funny about that? I, did you watch Game of Thrones? Were you into Game of Thrones? Uh, I watched the whole movie? series, yes. Yeah. I, I, are you interested in the new... In the new run uh no but i will watch it i will i will see i to be honest with you i wasn't interested in game of thrones until i watched it it's fair i i i was i was late to the game i think i started game of thrones season two i caught up of course um but like i just don't like i they've salted the earth for me like maybe Mm -hmm. i'll eat my words and it'll be wonderful and it will revive it and that'd be lovely but like 
the trailer dropped and I didn't watch it. Like, I don't care. Like, right. I don't, I have no interest. Uh, and so I, I, I'm curious if HBO, HBO is trying to unsalt the earth. And if anyone can do it, they, they probably can. But it's just a, it's a hard, it's a hard nut to crack, I think. Well, to keep uh, that uh, conversation going as well, um, you are going to see Dune in IMAX, I believe, uh, in, in, in a day or two. Yep. I will be watching it on HBO Max uh, because it is a release that I, that I want to see at home. But uh, we're both watching it to the max. Yes, one more than the other. No, they both have the word Max in the title. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Uh, they both have the word Max in the title. Uh, so does the word movie Max Payne, but that wasn't very good either. Um, Halloween Kills. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Good, just, good, good, good. I'm going to go out on a limb here. This 70% of fans wanting to. Who are championing this film. And I've. I spent some time on TikTok. I spent some time on YouTube. I spent some time reading a lot of these comments, of, a lot of these uh, reviews, which, which, which were talking about how great this movie was. I am not buying any of this horseshit. This movie is not good. It's and pretty it is, rough. It is not good in the pretty, slightest. And I love rough. this filmmaker. I love David Gordon Green. I'm like, I'm willing to like, whatever David Gordon Green wants to make, I am there. Uh, you know, like, uh, some of his films are like some of the, the, the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but watch George Washington if you can. Um, but, but this is, this is not good. This is, this is rough from end to end into, in, in, in many ways. One is, I think this movie, um, confuses brutality for suspense and it never is, you know, it is never suspenseful. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and therefore the, the sort of the power of the brutality is entirely nullified. Um, we've had a long conversation on this podcast about violence in cinema. And I've always been a sort of proponent of like discussing, hey, how is violence deployed in a way? And what is the meaning of that violence? In, in films like this, I know that the end game is to be as violent as possible and, and to, to see you know, the, the, the clever and creative ways we can basically desecrate a human body. Yes. But right? this movie doesn't even do that. It, 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 it does, it. It, but it's, no. it, but it's entirely nullified and, and un, uninteresting. It, it literally has, it did no, and I don't watch a lot of horror. Mm. Uh, not that I don't like it. I just, I don't know. I just, it's not the thing that sort of like I go back to over and over again or hunt down new stuff if I'm not with friends who are into it. No kill in this was innovative or weird or new or whatever. It's the same way I've watched Mike Myers kill people for my entire life. I, I like, will say there was one moment that I thought was interesting from a kill point of view, but it wasn't good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And the, other, the other part is horror movie protagonists or characters are always known for making bad decisions because if you do, then you get oh into 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 the situations that lets the killer sort of have a better t chance at winning, right? And that's fine. That's a that's a trope and I'm I'm here for it when it happens. Oh. Every character <laughs> in this movie took not only stupid pills but like beyond the pale of like like there's literally zero survivor instinct for any of these characters and it's so strange yeah. especially because here's what i when this started taking the turn of and now we'll sort of get into full-blown spoilers i think when it first started taking a turn into the town was like holy shit you know what My, we are sick of michael myers like 
<laughs> evil dies tonight, like whatever. And I think does that's the, a like, great idea. The mob mentality of it. Yeah. Like I am there. Yeah. I am all about it. Yep. Uh, yep. Cool. <laughs> but then like every character who ever confronts him <laughs> isn't using any of that to their advantage at all. And it's almost like every time that Michael Myers shows up, everyone else forgets what's going on. I, I put it, I, I thought of it another way, which was, did you ever see Tucker and Dale versus Evil? I didn't. It's one of those movies I see pop up on yeah. streaming services. I'm like, oh, I, I want to yeah. watch this. Oh, wait, there's something else next to it. <laughs> the central conceit of Tucker and Dale versus Evil is that there are these two hillbilly rednecks that uh, a group of teenagers stumble upon who... Uh, think that they are murderers because that's what they've tra been trained to do. And they continually um, clumsily fall into uh, into death around Tucker and Dale so that the basically the interpretation of what they're seeing as a horror movie is actually misinterpretation. And Tucker and Dale keep like picking up chainsaws just as these people are getting killed, but you know, like dropping a chainsaw on themselves or something like that. That's what I thought was happening in this movie, which was that Mike Myers was just like, Hey, what's going on here? And people would just accidentally kill themselves around him. Like he would like, there was literally one kill where, uh, uh, the, 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 the doctor who's dressed up as a nurse is running at him with a gun and he opens his door and, the gun, and the gun it, it like knocks her and she shoots herself in the head i was like yes. this is such a tucker and dale moment at this point like it's such a like at this point i'm like yeah mike myers is just a good guy he's <laughs> like he's the hero in all of this because everyone else is just clumsily it, it, it's like if you're running into mike myers with a gun it's kind of on you at that point um and i just i i had no empathy for anybody in this movie and um, also the, the the scenes are not cut together in a way to give you either suspense or mystery no, or anything they're very they're very like a b nonsense to them like whenever a cop or anyone is anytime a gun is brought into play with mike myers yeah he's instantly like half a football field away yeah walking slow and turning a corner and it's always like cut to a shot person shooting cut to b shot ricochet ricochet mike oh, yeah, myers walks slowly can away shoot him for one even if they're right in front of him this is the thing. I want, at this point, I, I like, if you're going to have a antagonist stir up an entire town, like, I think the key to any conflict in a movie, be it horror or otherwise, is to make sure that the antagonist is so insurmountable that a protagonist needs to evolve to sort of combat it. And that could right. be a person, that could be a community, that could be whatever, right? That's, James a, Cameron is so good at this. In a horror movie, yeah. the, the antagonist is supposed to be so, like, beyond the pale that, like, you're just trying to survive. Yeah. And you might get the upper hand at a certain point. But this movie couldn't decide how they wanted that to be done with Michael. In fact, I might even say they didn't care. They're just like, oh, it's Michael. My like this, I think I go back to even the beginning of this film. Like it leaned on its own mythology so hard trying to like, be, remember these people? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it, it like it, le if, if you went into this having no clue who Michael Myers was, hmm. you couldn't, you couldn't possibly like you under, like your brain wouldn't jump through the hoops. Yeah. Like, we're taking outside knowledge of the past, whatever, 20, 30 years and being like, oh, yeah, because Michael Myers, like, can't kind of die, sort of. Yeah. And it's like, 
what? But, and then but like, that, but that has never been even in um, if if we're just going on the lineage of this film, which is John Carpenter's 1978 film, yep, David Gordon Green's 2018 film, and mm-hmm. then this. This idea that Michael Myers is immortal. No, I know. He's, I know. It's not in this movie until Jamie Lee Curtis does a monologue from across the from across the the, the town. Yeah. But that I've talked about this before. When characters either utilize or react to information that we as the audience know about the franchise or characters from either other iterations or other sort of versions of the movie, like uh, you know, with the movies yeah. that have been remade, etc. But the characters in the movie, or are, are affected in this way, like actually have physical physical manifestations. When that happens, I think that's the most annoying thing for me in cinema. Right, is when is when outside information that has nothing to do with the characters I am watching they utilize for different effect either in their own world or for the audience's perspective. And here that happens a ton. Well, it's just this. Uh, it's it's so funny because essentially the movie posits. For basically its entirety, that Mike Myers is not only uh, cunning; he is he is unstoppable as a killer. Like he, he, it's just that he is this pervasive force that keeps moving. And then by the end of it, in a in a bizarre monologue from Laurie Strode, which again comes out of nowhere. Yeah, they're by the way, spoiler alert: they're never in the same frame this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, posits that that i guess i guess you could say it's a supernatural side of this but maybe it's an extension of the the, the most forgiving idea is that that it's a it's an extension of the idea that 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 mike myers is relentless uh but but it is it is silly because he is he's shot in the face you know like two yeah. or three times and then gets up and uh and keeps going uh and and laurie strode kind of suggests that he is becoming something uh, more than human uh, and has been this entire time. But that doesn't, um, there's nothing, there's literally nothing in this movie or the last movie or the other movies it's supposed to be connected to to actually get it to, like, it, it doesn't happens. track. It just happens. It, yeah. It so just like, happens. Um, so that's one thing that just doesn't work in this movie. The other thing is this idea, which I think is the central thesis of this movie, that the, mo- the, 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 you know, like, evil dies tonight, but we could become monsters too. Right, mm-hmm. there is an entire sequence devoted yep. to. Um, they chase down the other guy from the first, from the first second movie, movie, and you're like, that oh, I wait, didn't yeah, remember. Yeah. Um, the, here's the thing. The Joker, the movie, The Joker, Todd Phillips's movie, The Joker, was a movie that I think uh, that I. You think mean I Joker? Said, it's not called The Joker. Is or it? Joker, whatever it is, yeah. the the Joaquin Phoenix film. Yeah. Um, was a movie that I felt didn't quite get how mob mentality works or posited, you know, like worked it so sort of um, quickly that it didn't feel like the the sort of um, uh, didn't have a clear sense of how a mob yeah. evolves over time, but, you know, kind of hinges upon it. I would say compared to this movie, that movie is a masterpiece in, in, in how a mob uh, actually forms and works sure. together. This movie makes no sense. And, and I, I was like watching it with, with a sort of like sort of staggered belief when like there was scenes where um, uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character has, you know, like riled everyone up into a, into a frenzy to kill Michael Myers. And there's suddenly like doctors in the hospital running up the stairs, like trying to bash down windows in their own hospital to kill this other person. And I was like, wait, is that, did, 
does this does any of this track with anybody here? Like it just it seemed like we've just gone from zero to a thousand. He wears and, a mask. How do we know what he looks like? Yeah, exactly. I was just like, wait, what? What is happening here? Yeah, the movie just this idea that that the mob takes over and and becomes this force of evil uh, just doesn't track at all. I, I remember in like I I think it was uh, another Jason movie where. Um, Jason is killed and his body is cut up and sent to different parts of the world or something like that. As you do. Yeah, as you do. As you would do with someone like Jason. Mm -hmm. But then the start of the movie is this idea that, like, his heart is, is pure evil and it attracts evil and like a person eats his heart and suddenly becomes the new Jason. Cool. And Jason tra- that's a cool, you know, like, that's it's a great, that's a story. Yeah. Uh, this is sort of like, playing with that but without any of the mechanics no i need mechanic if you're gonna go dumb i need mechanics for dumb yeah like this is just uh, dumb yeah like and and uh it's just so weird like the 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 thing the thing where i knew it was going off the rails was like when they were in the hospital and the guy is trying to get people to go around the town so he gets Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter to go with him and like all that stuff. But then like the mother is like Judy No, Grace he's guy. coming here. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's coming here to get my mom to get Lori. Like that's what he's doing. Right. Like and they're like, We gotta go find him. And, <laughs> and it's like and so I'm like First, it's dumb because yeah, of course Jason's going to come here. That seems to be like what he would do. That that's everything I know about Jason in this iteration. I'm not Jason, Mike Myers in this iteration. That would be where he would go. Then they just go hunt him down, and then there's never he, he doesn't even like it, it, that we know of because I don't know they don't bother to show us or tell us he doesn't go to the hospital. Like he just walks around and like goes to his old house for a bit and then like leaves and then comes back and like I look there is a forgiving there is a. Uh, a version of this which is a little bit which i will kind of maybe enter into the pantheon here which is that in the second halloween film michael myers attacks laurie strode in the hospital and this movie i guess no could, could no. be playing no with that expectation that's and, the thing i hate yeah. if it is that's the thing i hate i just I've, talked about I, that i'm just saying that is that is that is the my name is Khan. That is the furthest, is Khan. Khan. That is like, the furthest I will shit. kind of lend that is that, that idea that 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 uh, in a previous movie he went to the hospital. No, in this one he doesn't. No, nope. um, doesn't doesn't track. Doesn't track. Doesn't matter. Doesn't track. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about. So okay, I, I think we can agree. We both don't really like this movie. It's kind of dumb. It it. I guess serves the popcorny like oh look I want to watch a bunch of people get scared and die in stupid ways but like again I do posit that not not dumb or stupid enough to like yeah. warrant it yeah um but I also didn't like actively hate it like I I I, I was kind of bored and I, I you know it was fine but like I I was. I didn't have any feelings toward it one way or the other where malignant, like I actively (laughs) disliked. Right. And I think malignant, when you glue all the pieces together, 
is a more effective film than this. You know, I, I think I just figured it out. Because Malignant, even though I really disliked it, gave me an emotional response. And this didn't give me any any emotional response whatsoever. Like, I think I, I, it's I, funny. I, I get worked up about it. I'm like, oh, man, this is so stupid, Halloween or whatever. And then I'm like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of where I'm at. I think uh, with Malignant, which is the similar response to Free Guy, which was uh, that that I had, which is that I was willing to extend my distaste for the movie into a realm of saying, well, at least this was something new. At least this was, you know, like reaching for something that I hadn't quite seen before. And in the case of uh, Halloween 2, you know, Halloween Kills, I there's there's nothing for me here. There's you know like I just don't think there's anything here that warrants um, that warrants an endorsement or warrants like um, yeah any kind of engagement here. I like even the first one, which I wasn't super enamored by, but at least I felt like it had this sort of central thesis about um, three generations of women who have been yep. uh, traumatized by this one figure coming together to 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 reclaim themselves uh or to reclaim their you know like their place in the world and and i thought that you know like as much as i was like you know somewhat indifferent to the movie i was like yeah that's that's a cool idea i like that um i'm all on board for this idea of like mob mentality that goes astray Mm -hmm. but this movie is um a mallet through a glass window you know like it, it is it has it has no subtlety and it is firing in every direction without a sense of what it's trying to do and it's it's just um it 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 comes off as loud and bombastic at times and just you you just are left kind of wondering what what were they thinking you know like by the time you get to the end of this you're like what were they thinking about this and we had this conversation i think in terms of uh spider-man was it homecoming the second one what was the second one Uh, far far from, from home far from home which was that I felt that that movie was unnecessary because it posited a uh, a better film in its final moments than the one we actually just watched. And in the case of this one, I was like, it's sort of a similar vibe, which is that I think they're going for this like ultimate showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. And I was like, but this movie does nothing to get me further excited about that point and it only makes me go, well... I would have rather just seen that movie if that's really what you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't agree with the Spider-Man thing because I, I, I didn't feel that way, yeah. but I do know exactly what you are saying because I watched Halloween Kills. Yeah. Um, it, it, it there, there's, you don't need this movie. Like, this you movie has this movie nothing to do with anything other than, again, deep spoilers, uh, Laurie's daughter dies. So? And so that's what? supposed to be the thing that I think fuels Laurie to probably fight back even harder in the third one. I mean, what was she not going to fight back hard? In, you know, in this now one? she's really gonna because yeah. she's the daughter and Michael did it. Her son-in-law was killed in the last one. No, it doesn't. No, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> thing. I was like, I even the, the young, the younger daughter was completely sidelined in this movie, right? Like, oh yeah, I mean. I mean, she kind of fought a little bit. Yeah. And that, like, they were in the house. Anyway, I feel like <laughs> it's it's pointless to give you the play by play. Yeah. Because 
nothing matters. Yeah. That again, I go back in Malignant, didn't like it. Stuff mattered in the movie to the characters happening around, and you felt like you went to a place and then a thing happened and then things were different. Nothing is different in this movie from the start to the finish for Halloween kills. Yeah. And that is the most boring thing you could actually do with the film. Mm. Nothing, nothing changed other than maybe through the magic of monologuing, uh, the real evil of Michael Myers were the friends he killed along the way. And now he's a mythical death beast that can't die because uh, Jamie Lee Curtis decided to go on a tangent about the nature of evil. Like, not in the scene he's in. Well, again, maybe from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, there's this extended <laughs> this extended I'll mythology. Take it, man. Maybe, maybe I'll that's what it. it is. Maybe I that's know. what they're building towards. But, like, I, if, like <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not positing that in any way. No, 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 no. But, like, I can totally see them get looking at the criticism in this movie and then sort of doing that to have it make sense. Horror movies do that all the time. Mm. Um, but like, if it was the plan, I would have loved there to have been, I don't know, anything in the plot about that. Like, there's a it, scene, okay, here we, let's do this. What? There's a scene at the merry-go-round, at, at, at the, at the playground where the, he's just killed a few people and uh-huh. he arranges their bodies in a way that is uh, a reference to Halloween three season of the witch. The masks that they're wearing are, um, from Halloween three. Who gives three. a shit? That means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm that means saying. nothing. That doesn't give him powers. <laughs> I, he you did- know, I tell you the the interesting. There was a moment in this movie which I thought was like, oh, this is this is a thread I might have pulled if I was if I was uh, on this film. Was uh, was it Big John? Big yeah, John Big John. Little... Oh, oh, oh! Can we talk about them? <laughs> Big John and Little John. Big John, Little John. Yeah, the only likable characters in this entire movie. Oh yeah, the only likable characters, and then, but then also again, completely separate from literally everybody. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure what movie they're in, you know, and 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 also, you know, doing that thing which is that they're living in Michael Myers' house, knowing the mythology of Michael Myers hearing someone in the house and then walking up to kind of see what it is with like a little knife and a big knife. Uh, But the third that I thought was interesting was the idea that Michael Myers, after he brutally murders them and uh, like uh, destroys, I think big John's eyes um, arranges their bodies sort of somewhat like maybe it was me who read this, but like somewhat lovingly and then plays like puts on a record that they were listening to. And I was like, what is Michael Myers doing in this moment? But like, I was like, ah, he liked them. I <laughs> guess. I don't know, man. I, I, Big John and Little John were the, I, I think the, if the whole movie should have been Big John, Little John, and then Lori yeah. wakes up at the hospital at the end. That's really what it should have been. Uh, there, no, other, I, I didn't like any other character. None. I liked it. I liked the three women in the in the original Hollow in the original remake, whatever, yeah. uh, in the movie that comes before this movie. Yeah. I liked them. I don't like anyone in this movie except for Big John, and Little John, who they kept at an arm's length of the rest of the plot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the cop who's like the cop who like shot through Michael Myers or whatever the fuck. Patton, I don't. Yeah, but he sit, he sits in a hospital bed the entire movie. Yeah, right? I yeah. don't like the three. Key, yeah, that's the other thing. None of the threads of these characters that are supposed to be important in the mythology of Halloween. Yeah. Like none of their stories connect. Oh yeah, outside. you would have thought with the with the entire recreation of Halloween 1978 that they do in this movie to inject Will Patton's character into 
uh, you know, like his backstory into this, that the that the the threat of this movie would have been Will Patton's character somehow um, making up for the fact that he shot his partner, played by Jim Cummings, by the way, great director. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like somehow would have made the, the the threat of this movie should have been that Will Patton somehow regains himself at the end of this movie, but it's not. He just stays in the hospital bed the entire movie. And you you take all this mediocrity that we're talking about, and then you sort of like. Give it a mediocre, uh, mediocre uh, cinematography mixed with mediocre editing mixed with kind of just sort of ho hum uh, score work, um, and you. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you three guesses what you get. Like it's not, it's not good. You won't think about. I'm having, I'm having a hard time. I'm going through my notes right now. Like. Even like I write down sort of spoiler lists in my notes so I have things to talk about or like if I have, you know, uh, you know, first thoughts that work pretty well or like a final thing or yada, yada, yada. And like I'm reading these in my notes and I don't remember the scene. Like yeah. that's how benign this entire thing is. I'm like, ooh, brutal surgery scene. I was like, I was like, I guess that's when Jamie Lee was in the surgery yeah. Getting the knife taken out of her or whatever. Um, uh, town gathers to hunt. Car of dumb doctors. Don't shoot <laughs> through the roof. Uh, so much chaos at the hospital. Like I, I, it, it, It's amazing matter. to me like how, how they go off to hunt together in a group and they sort of say, together stronger, we can kind of defeat him. And then at every moment they just split up and yeah. like walk off in, in, in different directions all the time. Um, it's yeah, it, it's the problem is just nothing works here. Just literally I, nothing works about this movie. I liked when, uh, middle daughter, uh, tricks Michael to go into the group to, that gives him the beat down. I thought that was neat, cool. but then it didn't matter like everything else in this movie. Cause, Cause now we are introducing this idea that, that he is beyond a beat down. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> beyond death and like, yeah. we, there's no reason for him to be beyond death. Yeah. So like I have no I want to be very clear. I don't mind Michael Myers becoming a supernatural being. I don't. I think that's probably the next evolution that's where it kind of has to go cuz we actually I think talked about this in the original uh in our pod- podcast about the movie prior to this one where like it's sad but a a dude who killed three people with a knife one night is no longer like the hyper shocking scary nonsense monster that it was back in 78 or whatever. Uh, and and it, cinematically. And yeah, I, and so there are evolutions that need to happen whatever sure. But I don't if think it needs to be supernatural though. I think in like the scene where he takes sure, off the mask, sure. I think that like to me to see human being Michael Myers who's a 60-year-old man I think would have been an interesting place to take this movie. Oh, a hundred percent. But they didn't. Yeah. So let's. I, I'm saying if you're going to go the supernatural route, <laughs> write it into your plot and not just have someone posit it. Uh, you know, five miles away. Right. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's the equivalent of in a WWE match when the <laughs> when the wrestler is down on the ground. And the the crowd chants, right? And it, like the the arm comes up, and he gets up, and he gets up, and he gets another wind, and woo, Ric Flair's back, and like whatever, like it's that, but like evil. 
I would have posited there's a there's a Michael uh, I I think uh, Baby Dread on Twitter and I were talking about this movie. There's a Michael Haneke movie called Funny Games, which uh, came out uh, early two thousands, I want to say. And he uh, Haneke actually remade it as an American movie himself, um, almost shot for shot with um, Naomi Watts was in it, uh, and Tim Roth, I believe, and uh, Michael uh, Michael Pitt. Um, I didn't see the remake; I saw the original film. And that is a movie uh, that essentially is about a home invasion where two young men um, basically uh, decide to terrorize uh, a sort of middle class family in their home uh, as they're on vacation or something like that. And what Haneke, who's a sort of um, a pretty clever uh, or a very thoughtful um, media theorist as well as filmmaker, posits this idea that the audience is uh the audience engages in this sort of torture willingly and knowingly and wants to um wants to be part you know wants to witness these things happen to these characters and what he starts doing through the middle of the film that i think is interesting is that he he starts giving the characters powers that are basically allow the characters to reach beyond the screen and do things to change the outcome of what's happening. So these killers are able to like, at some point they stop, like they're about to be, you know, like killed. Then they stop and they rewind the movie and then they start again. And you know, like they, they and they space and, balls it. Kind well, I guess of, it's not the same. Yeah, but but like the what what and then as they the more they do that, the more vicious they become, and the more that they torture uh, the family that they're in. And and basically, Haneke is kind of like um, not just implicating the audience, but also like saying there is no way out of this. You know, like we the you came here to this movie to watch a movie about these people getting terrorized. You're going to watch that happen, whether you know, like whether you think that you want them to get away with it or to get out of the situation or not. That's not going to happen. They're always going to win. Well, you and, want no. Well, you want. I would posit that you want the surprise of them winning. You don't. You don't. You, you, look, you want to see mean people or people that are coded as stupid or or bad die because yeah, we're the, humans and that's weird. The morality uh, yeah. cause that we kind of talked about a while back. Yeah. Yeah, but but I would posit that we don't go in. We don't want to. There's a reason why, hmm. unless it's one of these movies where it's de- it's a nothing movie and there's going to be a third one. In like a standalone film, there's a reason why the monster doesn't come terrorize the family almost get everybody and then oh they do and then like monster walks off into the sunset to kill more like well i think i think that's what essentially this movie is doing but without this movie does critical thinking that into like the implications of that and why we're doing that kind of thing you know like it doesn't it doesn't quite interrogate that it's just sort of like yeah like this idea that michael myers is now like some sort of supernatural being is just like dropped in the third act without much build-up and it's meaningless. It, it's, a, it's sort of just like, it's the Michael Haneke rewind button in funny games. It's like, it's just absurd. But that, that's what that movie was about. This is about this trauma between these three women who are having to deal with this, this character. And I, so my point there is that I was, when Michael has the mask removed from him, and I was like, oh, there's a 60-year-old man who's lumbering around in this mask mm-hmm. i'm interested in who that is or like what's that story you know like with the 60 year old man who doesn't have the mask anymore 
And I, I, I want to see that face and I want to see well, like, what does that person look like and what is that story? That's yeah, but we is. kind of know his story. We know the entirety of his story. What I mean well, is I want to see the film look at his face and go, oh, this is the person that's been terrorizing us for the last... We kind of do. No, but... No, the film doesn't. The film shies away from showing us his face. He, he puts on the mask again. Like, we don't see... Oh, I know that, but you can see his face. No, no, I, I mean, and, I think and like, why, I can picture the what The reason like. I see that is because that it, the, the, there's an interesting thing about the shape, which is the, the William Shatner mask, is it nullifies who is this person. He's just a blank slate killing mm-hmm. machine, right? Like, he's an apex predator, as, as one of the characters calls it. I, <laughs> I think sure it would be is. interesting to strip that away from him and see... Like, not just the humanity of what's inside here, but, like, maybe the pain of what's inside here, but also, like, maybe there's a more ferocious version of him that's inside here. You know, like, I, I just think that's the way to do this, as opposed to, like, oh, and by the way, he's a supernatural killing, be- you know, killing machine. Well, look, like, I'll take anything over what we got, but I don't think that... That doesn't... That doesn't interest me just like him being supernatural without like without them sort of talking through it or earning it. But like I don't I don't want it to film, right? No, like for instance, the movie sets up that that's not important. So I don't want it to pivot all of a sudden to be like, oh wait, but it's really like important though. Like just like I don't want it to pivot and be like, oh Mike Myers is a man, we can get him, we gotta go ahead and take back evil, and now we supernatural. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like I, I I don't want pivots without the plot, like doing the work to let them pay off because otherwise they're not effective. Right. I think the story of like seeing Michael's face and like actually dealing with this human being as opposed to this faceless kind of thing would be more interesting to me than this idea that he is now a supernatural killing. hundred percent would have to be an entirely different film. I just, I, I like you think, couldn't do that pivot point for me. You couldn't have the exact movie I that think we, we had. We do, we do a hundred and eighty degree pivot in this movie that makes no sense. And I would just, that's I just what I'm saying. If you did a hundred and eighty degree pivot in that direction here too, it also wouldn't. It, like, I, I what, think sense or no sense, sense, it wouldn't have any effect. This, w- this would make sense to me. I would much rather have the film about that than just be like da 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 da. Like anyway, yeah. this movie's bad. <laughs> but, like, it's also inoffensive, and if you want to watch a Halloween uh, movie around Halloween, like, I'll even say, yeah, go watch it. Fuck really? it. Really? You would say Why not? go watch this to someone. Why not? Really? Yeah. It's a waste uh, of time as a movie. That's what if, what if you What if you want to see Mike What if you want to see Mike Myers kill people? If that's what you want to see, then be my guest. But there we go. See, is, that, is that's, that, literally, that, that's literally what I'm saying. But is that a reason to watch a movie? Not for me. <laughs> but for someone. Again, this movie is the equivalent of like white bread. It is it is inoffensive. I will never hunt for it, but if it's in front of me and I'm somewhat hungry, I'm like, oh, I guess I can make a sandwich. <laughs> like it's is you know, I, I I have I have zero emotional tie to it and it stinks because I had a little bit of emotional tie, I feel like to the first part of the remake. <laughs> and now I have zero interest I, I or emotional time. I struggle to tie. imagine you recommending this to anyone. I just really struggle with you. Case in point, we were trying to get um, our friend of, the, of mine, Matt Marchetti, on the show. Yeah, I bet you Matt Marchetti had a good time with this movie. And I would love to talk to Matt Marchetti yeah. about this movie because he can take films that are intrinsically like this and like find the joy in them in a non-bullshit way. And I, I can't do that. 
Um, I would have to read his review on this one. Uh, I, I, I've read his stuff, and I, I think he, he's a smart dude, so I'm curious. I, he I finds don't... the love. He <laughs> finds the love, uh, and uh, his heart is, is larger than my own, and I, I cannot, it's a path I cannot follow. Um, yeah, I look, if you like Halloween movies, this isn't a good one, oh but, 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 I, you know what what saying, but you know what it is? But you know what it is? But you know what it is? A Halloween movie. And if that's your bar, fucking enjoy enjoy your cruise ship to uh, uh, the the magical world of meh. <laughs> I, I will not be joining you aboard of this ship. Uh, I will be. Uh, oh, I won't either. Take, I'll be taking a life raft elsewhere. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not even going on. I've refunded my tickets months ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who's going on a cruise ship now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep getting ads for cruise ships for some reason. Of course like, you are. They're hurting. Well, I'm never doing this. Yeah. Uh, email us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com if you would recommend this movie to a friend. I or if it. you wouldn't. Or if you <laughs> want to say hi, ask us how our days are. Oh, Shahir, at this point, when this comes out, we're going to have some new graphics up. Oh, yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a revamp. That's going to change your life, isn't it? We're like moving it around. Yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna. It's gonna be a little more shiny, a little more lens flare, a little more uh, panache. Yeah, you will. You will feel excited about your two favorite podcasters. That's right. We uh, we're we're finally after talking about it for years, just giving a little facelift. We're gonna try to do some things to get more earballs on the podcast. We're doing all sorts of stuff. So uh, you know, be, stay tuned to the socials if you care about our journey. Um, but right now. What a great middle point to announce that little middle part of a nothing burger right here in the middle of our Halloween kills or at the end of our Halloween kills episode. By the way, by the way, in the new graphics, Shahir is a warlock. Yep, I am Season of the Witch. Yeah, yeah. So, so get ready for some wacky hijinks. It's going to basically turn into like a buddy cop version of Bewitched. There's a lot of movies we have coming up as well. I feel like Dune is the one we have Dune's to do. next, baby. Yeah, Dune's we have next. to do Dune, right? Like everyone's uh, like, the, the industry hinges upon the success or failure of Dune. Friend uh, of the show, Stephen Buja, coming back for it. Oh, I got, a, you heard it one? here first. And yep. you two are both book readers. I'm going on this cold. I was tempted to read You've the book. never read Dune? You hadn't read, shut the fuck up. You hadn't read Dune until a year ago, motherfucker. Until like two <laughs> or three years ago. Yeah, before a book club that you were doing on your podcast. Yeah. I have not read Dune. You should read it. I should read it, but I but I didn't purposely because the movie was coming out, and I was like, I want to. Watch you want to go in cold. All I right, want to go in cold, and I want to read it after. Movie. Yeah, I will. I will read the movie at some point. Um, you read that movie. <laughs> what's that? I said, read that movie. Read that movie. Um, uh, but there, there's actually a few movies that we've kind of missed right now, which I'm kind of very curious to go back on. One is Annette, the Leo Carax movie, which is on Amazon Prime. Coda, which is on Apple TV. And Undyne, which was recommended to us by uh, Mark Hoffman uh, of Movies, Flicks, and I, something else. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know um, it's not out yet, but I want to see Last Night in Soho. Well, yeah, of course. It's an Edgar Wright movie. Why would you um, not want to see that? Yep. Uh, um, I want to see The Last Duel, um, but I can't, unfortunately. And I don't. I won't be able to see Last Night in Soho because it's playing only in a theatrical run. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, last bit of exciting cinematic news. Uh, Ambulance. Did you see the trailer? Oh, you don't watch trailers. I don't watch trailers. I know Ambulance is the Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaha Abdel, Martin, Michael Bay movie. It uh, looks hot. Uh, it looks to me like a combination of uh, bringing out the dead... And uh, what's the Michael uh, and Heat if, uh, through the Michael? Sure, Bailey. let's go. Let's 
Go. Um, I'm all about it. I'm but, very but sorry. I, mean, I saw the trailer for that and I was like, okay. I didn't watch the trailer, but I've seen some artwork and I was like, isn't this Six Underground all over again? But no, it, do, it does not feel like Six Underground. It oh. re, Like the trailer does not feel like Six Underground. Okay. So, uh, you know, I... Look, I again, yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If uh, I think there are uh, flashes of genius in Michael Bay's work and I uh, am always willing to give him the time of the day. Uh, yeah. Even if uh, even if I find some of the stuff uh, abhorrent. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody, this has been the only podcast about the film Halloween Kills. Halloween. Shahir, when you are not wishing you could peek under the mask of the of the actually soft-hearted and just looking for love, Michael Myers, where can uh, folks find you? Michael Myers just needs he, Michael, <laughs> Tinder for Michael Myers. Would I think would be really fun? Yeah. Uh, you can find my Tinder profile on my website at www.shahirdow.com. That's not a lie. I am happily married, uh, but you know, maybe uh, this took a turn. Everybody, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to react right now. Uh, Matt, when you are conjuring the supernatural spirit of Michael Myers into existence for your own joyous pleasure, where can people find you? You can find me just summoning him straight to Shahir's Tinder profile, apparently, <laughs> over at my website, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z, on Instagram and PSN, and of course, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Also, please check out the good works we're doing over on Extra Credits. We just released, again, more Halloween content for your earballs. Um, we have Dracula, So You Haven't Read, about the novel. Uh, it is one of my top five episodes I've done on the channel in the last three to four years. It is brilliant. Please check that out. We're also starting our Conquest of India series, uh, hey, and that, that starts with a big old historical paradox. Mm. Um, it makes zero sense, yet it happened. Um, and uh, yeah, in the coming weeks, we just finished, we recorded uh, in, in conjunction with World of Darkness, uh, we just did a uh, a live play of uh, Vampire the Masquerade one-shot. Uh, we recorded it last night. It's on our Twitch channel now, but the VOD will be up on the YouTube. It was one of the best nights of my life. It was really, really good. It was so much fun. Uh, Jasmine Bular, uh was the storyteller, and and it was, it was phenomenal. Um, I couldn't believe how good it turned out. So if you're interested in that, if you watch those sort of things, uh, please check that out as well. I thought uh, I thought the night we spent together was one of the best nights of your life. I literally do this every week. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, and I, isn't it every week the greatest night of your life? Sh- sure. Yes. Yes, it is. This is why Zoe, I don't have a, this Zoe is why I don't have a Tinder profile because yeah. every every week <laughs> you and I meet, and it is the greatest night of my life. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.